Hey everybody, happy Halloween. Jarell is dead. This week on Hapless Heroes. You had to ask me about the feather? It's a pretty feather. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave S. Pumpkins and I will be your host and dungeon master for this evening. We'll start the same way I start everyone, including what is our final Halloween episode of season one of the Hapless Heroes Podcast by introducing our cast starting on my right with Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. I had a plan and then Jarrell is dead. To his right, we have John, trapped in the corpse of Lord Jarrell the Light. To that corpse's right, (laughs) we have Zach as Parada Lincoln Woods. This episode may or may not be Halloween-themed. We can't tell yet. To his right, we have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Bats! And to her right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. So, um, yeah, y'all right. Remember last episode where we left off with the, um, depending on which side of the screen you're on, either untimely or incredibly timely demise of one Lord Jarrell the Light after drinking from a grail shaped grail. Uh, yeah, Felix is like running in circles, like hands in the air, like just panicking. Um, clockwise or counterclockwise? You know, that's a great question. I'm really glad you asked, and it is counterclockwise. Good. <laughs> so how about the other um, the other three of you? How are you reacting to the um, situation at hand, or since he's probably on the ground, more at foot? I'm, uh, I think I'm searching through my inventory, because I think, yeah, I think I do have some healing potions from B and the D. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely do. Did I actually squirt his face with one of my grenadine bottles, or did I just say that I wanted to do that after the episode last time? <laughs> a great question. Uh, yes, you. I think you did, and I don't think it. He's, I think he was just. He's just more wet now. He's yeah. wet and his still face is wet. Wet. There's no real cube. swallowing going on. There's just grenadine dripping out of the side of his slack, open, deceased mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it almost looks like there's blood running from his mouth now where there wasn't before and he looks more convincingly dead than even he had previously <laughs> I try stroking uh, his throat like you would if you were trying to get like a dog to swallow a pill because you know it, you now have uh, healing grenadine on your hands okay so wait 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 I uh, wiped that Felix- on Jarrell's shirt <laughs> uh, Felix takes a like you see him like stop panicking and like you know like almost like the light bulb just like you know dings over his head and he says okay so I feel like 90% of you are not gonna like this plan including the corpse of Jarrell but I could um what's the word I'm looking for what's how do they say it this time I could we I could make his current inert form still do stuff like what well um i my uh you know everyone's powers come from different places and well i was bestowed some more power recently uh, what would you make him do i can just animate his lifeless form into, you know, uh, it, it would still look like Jarrell. Um, but would it be Jarrell? No. I is think the then any, that any differences 
could be easily masked with a dark pair of sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt, if that's a concern. I... Bora pulls is, a pair of monocles out of her pocket and like a black wait, marker. A pair of and, monocles? Like, a, yeah, two monocles. Okay. You know, because I have a handful of monocles. I have no sunglasses. I just checked my inventory. Oh, those monocles. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The god monocles from god heaven. Monocles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I start fashioning like a pair of sunglasses out of them with other bits of like wire and things that are definitely in my pockets from the various. What are god oh, monocles? I gotta, I gotta it's, interject. It's, 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 it's the monocles we picked up in uh, Legradex, like when we were like to like see the, those beams of, or like focus those beams of whatever to actually make the portals to the different planes appear. It was just those monocles. Yeah, they had been left for you in a crate by someone who signed uh, signed the note as A. He had impeccable, mm. almost inhuman handwriting. Oh right, this was our reference to, um, uh, what's that show? It that, really that, wasn't, that but I love that you thriller. think it was. Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pretty Little uh, Liars. Yeah, it was yeah. a PLL uh, reference. Yeah. I, I love that you guys think it was. It's perfect. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Felix will say, uh, now, I don't think that even Jarrell would be cool with this. So, like, you know, it's what that's what's giving me pause right now. Uh, but we need Jarrell in some capacity, and if uh, whatever just happened here is permanent, then it's, you know, it's a plan. If we don't have any other ideas, which I'm really hoping we do, but if we don't, I could make, you know, just make his corpse do stuff. Paradell pulls out his uh, spare sweet headband and helps uh, affix the, the monocles to Jarrell's eyes. They're just dangling over his eyes <laughs> from the headband. Quinn I, is... I feel like I feel like um, Boris was trying to fashion some sort of eyeglasses out of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I was oh. trying to like craft actual sunglasses out of them. OK, well, he has a uh, headband on, too. Now. Is it a yeah. sick headband? Yeah, it's a sick headband. I mean, it's not it's like the second most sick headband. Yeah, it's not the sick headband. It's just it's yeah, just a headband. sick headband. Sorry. Yeah, the okay. second sickest headband that Paradell has in his in his uh, inventory. OK, so at least moderately wicked. Yeah, I rolled a 19 on crafting those sunglasses using a combination of my disguised kit and thieves tools. I don't know. That seems like stuff I could make sunglasses out of. <laughs> Listen, because the sunglasses with nose attached is the basically like the core piece of any disguise kit ever created, I feel like you have the tools to, with your current disguise stuff, make decent sunglasses out of it, even if just using that framework to attach them to. That checks out. Yeah. Do you feel like Jarrell should have the sunglass, like the fake nose with mustache under it attached to it, though? I think. Oh. I see the corpse nodding. <laughs> so I just attach the nose and a fake Listen, mustache man, as you'll well. have your turn. <laughs> um, I was, and, and I will also quickly say, um, in the short term, before the whole potential raising of the dead happens, I use air quotes when I say that, um, we can't let his squire see him like this. Get the glasses on. Someone hoist them up. I'm, I am I look at myself up and down at my small stature and I'm like, well, someone needs to lift him up. In fact, you hear um, calling down from between the stacks. Lajarel! Lajarel, where are you? It does seem to be getting closer. Uh, so... Hey, who wants to lift Jarrell? Don't everybody jump at once. We're going to put I'll a pin help. in it right there. We're going to put a pin right here before, uh, even before you uh, cue in. So, uh, Jarrell, you're, uh, you're kind of dealing with some shit yourself right now. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. As the rest of them heard, uh, Lord Jarrell, where are you? You heard... Lord Jarrell, what are you doing here? As you find yourself in a very different environment from which you found yourself in before. 
you'll find that you're no longer currently wearing your armor, but pure white, completely clean, almost incandescent robes. The room around you looks like something you would have seen maybe in your like early days, you know, when you were still coming up like an old cathedral. Golden, radiant sunlight coming in through the stained glass windows behind the altar at the far end. And seated in a circle of chairs near the front are a few familiar faces. The one that calls out to you calls in the voice of Valen. Valen, it's so good to see you. You look well. Um... So a couple of things. Um, you don't know where you are, do you? Um, well, uh, last I was in Legridex, uh, about to fight Vecna, and I drank from my new grail. Okay, so we're going to put a little pin in that right there. It just, it was very ironic when you said I look well. You see, um... We're dead here. Looking, you do see some uh, some of the other faces turn towards you and you recognize them. The shortest, a dwarf, would appear to be Moradin. The tallest, Elvin, uh, Carl and Lythen. Lurithan, however, I, I don't know. I've only seen it in print, so you'll forgive me if I don't pronounce the God of the Elves' name properly. Get over it, audience. You see another uh, another man looking very much a paladin like you. He wears a, uh, a tabard with a uh, very large hammer on it. He also seems to have a hell of a bulge going on in the front. Oh, God. <laughs> like where in the front? Like, what do you mean? A bulge? Like a bulge in his what region? The cudgel region. Oh, a cudgel bulge? (laughs) A budgel? We'll leave that, though. A budgel, he says. (laughs) Or is it a cudge? He looked much older the last time you saw him, but you recognize Joseph the Just as well. But, um... The last face you see, uh, Jarrell, the last one to turn to you, is um, your father. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Father, is that you? Don, it's been. Forgive me, time loses meaning once you get to a place like this. How long has it been? Uh, almost 20 years. It's like just yesterday. It's good to know there's a heaven after heaven. Mm, we're it that easy. <laughs> we seem to be short the uh, choirs of angels with their requisite harps and such. Not much for a heavenly host at all. In fact, not a whole lot outside these walls, I'm afraid. Well, I'm quite... I don't know how my party's going to get on fighting Vecna without me. I mean, knowing them, they're probably just desecrating my corpse. Good. We're going to put the pin here, and we're going to go back to the party. Guys, I don't know how this is looking. It's look, it's, it's giving me kind of like desecrate vibes. Yeah, as he says that, Boris is pulling Jarrell's arms into the uh, I went to Ool and all I got was this t-shirt t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, that that definitely seems a little desecration-y. It's the 4XL, so it does pull over his armor. Uh, I don't see... I, so we, you said also that we heard Hans, but we did not see Hans, correct? Hans's voice is a little closer this time. Lord Sounding increasingly shrill. Has no one actually panicked. stood... Has no one stood Jarrell up yet at this point? He's sat up enough that you were able to pull the comically oversized T-shirt over the top of his armor. And I say comically oversized because nothing else was getting over those Warhammer-sized pauldrons that I'm sure he had attached to his armor, because why not? 
Okay. Uh, Peridil said he was helping try to get him up, and Peridil's actually probably the strongest out of all of you. Yeah, wow. I've got gauntlets of ogre strength, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, just just curious, because I would have done something if no one has lift him, lifted him up at this point. Um, <laughs> so, okay, he's upright. Uh, I could... Okay, hold on. I could try to do my best impression of him. I He's can, being like, lifted upright by someone who comes up to about his waist. So his entire upper half is pretty <laughs> floppy right now. Okay, that's not going to work then. Like uh, how, Boris, like, Boris has Hector like scuttle behind him and use a couple of his crab legs to like to like almost like <laughs> Jarrell's arms. Yes, like this is where Jarrell's armor comes in super handy because his arms would it's be very light to shit by that crab's claws, save for the fact that his arms are encased in metal and this works out reasonably well. <laughs> um, okay, so it's going to pull the group here. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how believable is this? <laughs> as we look at the, you know, as we look at the inert form of dressed, up, like dressed up inert form of Jarrell, like on a scale of one to ten, like would you believe that this man is alive? <laughs> how about Quinn? Jarrell? You can hear him on That's the other enough. side of us, a row of bookshelves that thankfully there isn't any near way through. Uh, Peridol puts a unlit cigarette in his mouth and says. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Boris puts a muffin in his hand and then Michael's nods not happy in agreement. Well, I was going to do the same thing. Oh, <laughs> with, uh, with if what? we're all going to do the same thing, I'll just stay quiet again. Oh no, <laughs> no! You were going to put a cigarette in his mouth? No, I was going to put a feather in his cap. Oh no, oh, do that like, too. Yeah, yes, do that. everyone yeah. Can, can contribute here. Everyone contributes. We are trying yeah. to make this believable. I'm asking everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think the more uh, odd accessories you put on a dead man, <laughs> the more effective that 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 dis that disguise is a disguise to try to make a dead man look alive. Yeah, the more effective it makes the disguise. Maybe in our view, but I think yeah, it, but it doesn't right. Like somebody's <laughs> gonna walk up and be like, "That is not Jarrell." Can we make a? Okay, hold on. Uh, can I suggest? That maybe I maybe I may, someone makes a can I make a perception check to just like I guess just give him the once over and really just try to know if if this is going to be convincing enough. Mm, perception is just a glance. I feel like someone would have to investigate. Okay, I could do. I'll do that. <laughs> just because, like, if this is like, I just can't. We can't have this problem. Um... Oh no. 12 looks great. All right. Well, uh, I think this is the best we could do, everybody. <laughs> we got the, the feather, the cigarette, <laughs> which Jarrell has never had in his entire life. Oh, <laughs> well, the oversized makes you feel any better. He's not breathing, so he <laughs> didn't inhale. Oh, right. Uh, the cigarette was unlit. <laughs> Oh, no. Because <laughs> that would just add complications to things. I still right. have it under the best authority that Jarrell didn't inhale. Good. Uh, can I cast Minor Illusion on his, like, chest area to make it look like he's breathing? Hmm. Wait. What's... Who are we trying to fool again? Why are we his doing squire. this? <laughs> oh, Oh. He actually he sounds pretty close <laughs> now because I arbitrarily created plot by bringing him into this and asking about him. I see. Um, uh, he's he's over here. He's very he's very tired from all the training and the things <sighs> that he's been doing. Um, it's 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 totally fine. What's more important is that Jarell is very healthy and very okay. It's very important that you know this. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is the time we will have um, Hans deception come around to the corner and take a look. Oh. He will start with a perception check. That comes in lower than uh, what anything you had on this. So, uh, oh. Oh, what a relief, Lord Sherelle, you're okay. 
I had the worst premonition that you died. I don't know what to do with myself. If anything had ever happened to you. Um, I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look down at Quinn and be like, hey Quinn, you you can do imp- you can do impressions, right? I uh, of course I can. Okay, um, I'm gonna cast press a digitation. Just sound like Jarrell, okay? Okay. Uh, or I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. It's a minor illusion. I, I can have multiple effects. I'm gonna cast minor illusion to make it look like Jarrell's jaw is moving while Quinn is talking like Jarrell. Now's your cue, bud. Let's go. Let's go. I am Jarrell. Yep. Yep. See, he's doing great. He's like I said. He's just very tired. I am very tired. See, see what I mean? Everything's fine, though. Really, everything's just totally cool. Hey, 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 Quinn, can you just make a quick, uh, quick uh, deception roll? Sure. It, does does this count as me helping him? Um, yes, but not as a help action is written, unfortunately. Oh, god damn it! Twenty-seven. Yes, you're very convincing. <laughs> I mean, I never, I never had any doubt. I knew he was going to pass. All right. Just <laughs> to do the insight against it as a formality, and oh yeah, that was quite a formality. No, he's um. Uh, Hans is, uh, he's sold on this one. <sighs> so, yeah, just go back to, just just t- take a break, Hans. You've been working hard helping him get into this armor or whatever it is that you do. Um, so just go take, take a rest, bud. Everything's be fine. Break? What's that? You know, the thing that... Oh, um... I've never had one of those before. I don't take breaks. I mean, yeah, it's, Jarrell, it's fine. Don't, don't, come on, give the, just give the kid a rest. Just this once, you know? I mean, he's worked so hard for you. I don't know if this is the time for breaks, isn't... No, th- this is a great it? time. Listen, we have nothing but time uh, in that, um, like, we're going to do just some, some, some general prep. We're going to have one of our, you know, one of our meetings. Remember the secret meetings that you're not invited to? We're going to have one of oh, those. Oh, no, um, yes. Of uh, course. And then... Um, and then can I have you make a quick persuasion on that one? Because I know you're not trying to deceive him with any of this, but it's the same result. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's better. Uh, it would be 26. All right. Versus an insight of yeah, more than enough. Okay. I will. Um, I will excuse myself while you prepare. Just take five. Your yeah, just let's just take five, maybe fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you. Yeah, we'll. Jarrell will call you when he needs you. I mean, you you know what? Come on. I will it's, let the Lord Jarrell summon me. Right. Yeah, Jarrell, you'll you'll summon him, right? I will summon you. See, look, it's, it's, he said it himself. What do you think of the feather in my headband? No. It's, <laughs> I, uh, like your hat. That's thank you. It seems that seems a little unlike you, Lord Jarrell. He's just he, him and Quinn were just, uh, you know, we have we have fun. Don't, you don't have to listen. Just take five or 15 or whatever. Like, you know, like I said, he'll like he said, he'll summon you when it's time. Well, if Lord Jarrell says he's tired, he must obviously be tired. Figured he'd be more tired of Lord Quinn's antics or something as he's walking uh, behind you know, away behind a bookshelf. And I, and I just like I look over at Quinn. I was like, you had to ask him about the feather. It's a pretty feather. And now we cut back to Jarrell. Revalen turns to you. Jarrell, how did you get here? Uh, like I had mentioned, uh, we were in the Gradex. Um, I had, uh, in the past, I had managed to secure a grail-shaped grail, which I then uh, tuned to, told me it would do fantastic things for me, drank from it, and uh, woke up here. So you just listened to it and did what it said? Yes. I feel like this almost changes our relationship, Jarrell. Here I thought I was special and that I was your god and you listened to me. But as it turns out, you'll listen to literally any inanimate object that tells you anything. It was a very nice grail. God! 
I think it's really funny that a god exclaims "God" when they are frustrated. <laughs> it's, more, it's, 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 yeah. But still, I think I just think that's really funny. <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah, that's what she should be saying. Me, <laughs> for me's sake. So, and not to sound cliche in saying this, but for my own sake, where did you get the grail? Uh, Doctor Hines's office. Um, it was quite difficult to open. He opened it easily, of course. Uh, and it was very nice, and uh, I thought it had magical properties. It said that it was consecrated, not desecrated. There was something else that was very desecrated. We didn't touch that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had the good sense for that. <laughs> We've already had our fair share of run-ins with desecrated objects. I didn't want to uh, bring that back into play, you know. Okay. So we're getting back into the where. So let's hear it about this Dr. Hines person. We're still trying to find out what exactly you drank out of so we can figure out what to do about you being very much on the wrong side of the veil. <laughs> uh, Dr. Hines is a strange old man who practiced time magic and we run into him several times and he several found us times. in Moradin's uh, workshop uh, randomly, it seemed, uh, but it didn't seem so random to him, so who knows? Wait! Who's rummaging around in my workshop? Uh, at least one dwarf, if that makes it better. Yeah, but which one? Something's supposed to be certain ones rummaging around in my workshop. We were trying to get your soul back. Well, the, the, the machine man who in holds your soul, or something along those lines. Uh, pretty much just so that A, your wife wouldn't kill us, and B, we could save the universe. The machine man who holds my soul. And Valen turns to him. Yes, Mord, and there was actually like a whole thing. I kind of had to think fast on my feet. I did a little bit of borrowing. There's a little... Okay, a lot bit of... We weren't using it anymore, okay? So we... I, I had to redeploy. Look, I did what I could at the, the, the time. Lassie, you've got a lot to learn about propriety. What am I going to do? I guess I'm not really doing anything with it, but it's, it's the principle. If it makes you feel better, he massacred numerous undead using your soul. It was really fantastic. <laughs> but certainly hope so. Even worse to see somebody squandering gifts like that. Any any words with R's or I can just roll them. <laughs> <laughs> and someone uh, with a uh, significantly deeper voice, the other side of the circle uh, pipes up. It's the man in the uh, cudgel tunic. Oh. Oh, well, well, what are we going to do with you? Hmm. I guess you, you would recognize Sir Cuthbert the Cudgel. You had seen him uh, sort of briefly. I think you even met him, and I probably gave him a very different yeah, voice. Yeah, we kind of hung out. Was... He was giant and Squidward. He was, he was, yeah, he was, he was essentially like, yeah, he was sexy Squidward. He had the very like, yeah. like, you know, jaunty, jaunty voice. Yes. God, I wish I remembered what I used there. Oh, well, and the formerly sexy Squidward and still sexy Squidward. I just can't get his voice right. Is going to walk up to you, looks you over, gives you the old once over up down. Hmm. Seems like everything's still in order. Pokes you in the middle of the chest and it hits with a nice solid, the solid thunk of someone hitting your sternum with two fingers. Hmm. Doesn't seem to have any holes in him. He looks you in the eyes. Jarrell, are you sure you're dead? Um, I would hope not. I, I, I'm not sure exactly how I could tell. I don't know. Hope's in short supply these days. Hey, uh, hey, Valen. Come over here. Take a look at this. He says. 
And she comes over. Cuthbert, I swear to God, if you try to make me look at your cudgel one more time, I'm going to throw you into the void. <laughs> no, 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 no. That comes later. That comes later. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do that joke another time. But um, he taps on uh, Jarrell again. Thunk, thunk. Then he turns over to Valen, taps her on the head, and his fingers go right through. See what I mean? Uh, perhaps, um, uh, Jarl kind of fumbles around. He doesn't have any of his belongings on him. And, uh, perhaps I could describe the Grail more. Maybe it's something that you, as gods, would be more aware of. Um, it was gold. It had jewels. Uh, it was very Grail-shaped. Um, <laughs> let me think. What else? Oh, it, it did say something on it. Oh, thank you, uh, so thank they, you, thank you for finally unearthing the buried lead here, Jarrell. Yes, yeah, uh, it said something along the lines of uh, "drink and be more awesome." I something along those lines. <laughs> be more awesome. Are I you sure awesome. you didn't just drink some expired energy drink that had been crushed in the middle? Y you know, um, I got the drink i'm not even sure what it was from my party members so honestly who knows what they put in it i mean it didn't taste bad well yes i listen we don't have a lot to do and while we can't watch you directly we've got really nothing better to do than follow the mortal realm since Valen kind of lifts her arms i'm a little out of the fight right now but if I had to take, you know, the wildest guess, I'd say it was probably alcohol. Yes, probably. Be more awesome. Or more or something along the line. Something along those lines, yes. Do you feel awesome? Honestly, I always feel awesome. Well, at least I didn't choose wrong for lack of confidence. So if I'm not at least 100% dead yet. Uh, what do you suggest the next steps are? I mean, do any of my powers still apply here? Great question. Do they? Here's a fun one. Um, can I revivify myself? <laughs> I, I technically don't have 300 gold piece coins or whatever, the jewels or whatever. The diamonds me. are on your body, right? that you have to crush up for that. Can you crush up an IOU? <laughs> right. Um, is Ray's Dead one of the ones that's always perma-equipped? I don't think so. Not for you, uh, at least. Yeah, I don't have it currently equipped. Yeah. What do you have that would work on a dead person? I mean, he has uh, revivify. It's just he doesn't have his yeah. components. Right. Yeah, and Ray's Dead has just more components. It just has 200 more cost. Um, hmm, let's see. Nothing currently comes to mind, depending on what we consider the affectation. Um, I could remove magic from myself. Um... I could. I mean, uh, do we consider being uh, what I can only assume now is comatose um, a condition? Because I can <laughs> cure myself of any conditions. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're you're here you're speaking. You can't speak to someone in a coma. I guess you could, but they don't talk back nearly as articulately as you are. And I still... And Cuthbert turns over. Coralon, you have anything to add? He kind of perks his head up a little bit from a chaise lounge over on the side there where they were all sitting. Is he elvish? Oh, wait. Half elvish. Uh, 
he kind of peels himself up like he wasn't really expecting to get up. Ah, I guess he's worth caring about. He stands even a good six inches to a foot taller than you, and Jarrell, you don't encounter this very often outside of, you know, constructs and giants. Even other elves seem to be your height. Kind of not really squats, but crouches a little to look you in the eyes. Hmm. It's up close. A little sniff. Takes one hand, turns around and swishes it through both, um, uh, yeah, both Valen and Cuthbert, who happened to be near them. And then turns around, book right on the forehead. Well, see, that's his problem. He's not dead. And from there, we're going to cut back to the main group. Uh... <laughs> Okay, we just <laughs> at this point, like, what 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 have we done to to, to Jarrell? <laughs> I think that's really the only thing that we need to cut to here. Yeah, yeah. Let's say there Boris, was a few that minutes. bow tie looks yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's assume there was several minutes of time skip. What have you guys done here? I think Boris has applied a bow tie and matching cummerbund. Cum cummerbund? No, I already had him in that great T-shirt. Okay, he's yeah, still wearing he needs the some great accessories on top of it. <laughs> Now, he's got his um, bootleg eyeglasses, um, a feather in his headband, not his cap, just a headband, and he is now wearing a bow tie with matching cummerbund. And yeah. Felix does chime in. Um, I'm just going to just just to make sure that we're covered here for at least a little bit, because I also really wanted to test this out, because, you know, there's the, the risk is like, once it's done, he just turns back into an inert corpse anyways. Uh, I'm going to try to cast uh, Dance Macabre on uh, Jarrell's body. All right. Tell us about this Dance Macabre. So some threads of dark power start to leap from my fingers and uh, pierce into the corpse of Jarrell, and I raise him as a zombie under my mental command until the spell ends, and then he goes back to just being an uh, inert corpse again. No harm, no foul. I'm just gonna just testing this out. You turn Jarrell into an undead. Into a zombie. Temporarily! You're not oh, wait. Gonna... Are you just using the strands to move the corpse, or have you actually turned him into a zombie? So I think that the way Dance Macabre works is like these threads of dark power almost turn him into like a marionette. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I feel like that's uh that's um you know an appropriate distinction there. So yes. Uh, instead of being marionetted by a gigantic crab, you are now be well, I'm sorry, the inert form of Lord Jarrell the Light is being marionetted by dark strands of dark power. Temporarily is really what I'm trying to stress here. And this is just, I'm just testing, like, hey, someone goes down in the fight. We can't bring him back. Well, I, we could still use them. See? <laughs> It's just practical. Yes, it is practical, isn't it? Aren't you Shut starting up, to, Larry? Hmm. We'll have, we'll talk about pragmatism later then. <laughs> I just really wanted to test this spell out, and well, um, there is a. In my, to my mind, a fresh corpse uh, present. So, um, you know, sue me. I don't, whatever. They actually don't do that. I don't have any money. Um. So from the distance, once you hear, once again, you hear, Lord Jarrell, Lord Jarrell, you're being summoned. You and them, but I'm not their servant. I'm only yours. You're being summoned. Um, Quinn, Quinn, and do your do the voice again. Ask him, ask him who's summoning. Yeah, he's not doing back yet. He, you could just hear him in the distance running towards you. And just through this tell him to, tell him to stay away. Stay where you are. Do not come any closer. Uh, 
For I am Jarrell. The light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, no, ask, there ask you him. are. Okay. Ask him. Yeah, he wouldn't just say ask he's Jarrell. Yeah, of course, Jarrell the light. Yeah. So, um, ask, ask him who's summoning us. Ask him who's summoning us. Who is summoning me? Uh, Dr. Hines and some kids and a frog and a goose. Something about time. Uh, okay, 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 okay. We can, we can, we can make this work. Uh, I don't really, uh, I don't really want to leave these, like, you know, marionette strings showing when we have to cart him over there, but, uh, Quinn, do you think you can keep this up for a bit? <laughs> yes, because I'm Jarrell. Like, you don't have to keep yelling all the time. Oh. But he does. Jarrell has no indoor voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna cut the. I'm gonna cut the spell and let Jarrell just go slack again. Uh, like, okay, uh, Boris. You think that crab can, can can make him convincingly walk to go stand somewhere for a bit? I look at Hector, and Hector and I like you know nod at each other. I guess he's like his like little eye stalks. Like he just just the eyes just like rotate to turn around and look at you, but he still faces the same direction. You yep. share a glance. <laughs> <laughs> and he once again just I guess two claws kind of under Jarrell's armpits and like holds them up like that. <laughs> oh, this is not feet dragging. Work, this is not gonna work. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, yeah, we're gonna, I mean, we're gonna have to, uh, just, can, can, just tell him to give us, like, a few minutes, and we gotta, we, we'll, 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 we'll be there. How are we gonna do this? Quinn. Let's just tell him we'll be there in a few minutes. Oh, cause I'm Jarrell. The light. Yes. <laughs> we will be there in a few minutes. Tell him to wait for you there or something. I don't know. Wait for Jarrell there. I mean, wait for me there. My God. He's referring to himself in the third person. <laughs> it, I don't think that's the first time. His ego has broken containment. Yes. I shall return to them and let you know you're on the way because you're Jarrell and you work in your own time. Yes, I shall. And you hear his footsteps scatter back off into the distance. All right, I think that was successful. Good job, everybody. <laughs> I had no doubt. I had some. <laughs> I still have some because now we have to get him there. Well, that's your job. Listen, I come up with the plans, okay? Like, this is a team effort, though. Like, I need people here to execute, too. All right? A great job. Yes, everyone has done a great job so far. Including you, inert form of Jarrell. And I tap the, uh, the head of the unconscious Jarrell. I was going to say, everybody's done a great job except for you, Jarrell, because you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's the plan now? Well, we have to get him there eventually. Yes. How do you but intend I'm just to do it? Stalling, stalling for time in case there's some sort of divine intervention that brings Jarrell back to us. Hmm. <laughs> you know, like if I was going to do that, I'd done it already. Son of a bitch! So as Hector, you know, practices, I guess, uh, dragging a supported Jarrell around by the armpits, holding him up in the air, Boris sticks a bellow up the back of his armor and starts pumping it to make it look like he's breathing. It does no, no, not work. I, I, I got that, because I, 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 <laughs> I can make the illusion happen that he's breathing. Because I feel like Heinz is going to see right through this. Uh, why don't we just say that... To, 
can we just hide him somewhere? Maybe he's just like not like, oh, he just needs some extra time or uh, he needs uh, he's having a special word with his deity or something. I don't know. Like, you know, he's having his private time or whatever. I, I, he's, ri- he's doing it's a ritual. Jarrell. Can't we just say he's taking a long rest? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You know what, Boris? That's perfect. Um, let's get this. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start thinking since we are in this um, the chamber of contrivances, and I'm gonna start thinking about a Jarrell, um, a, a bedroom made for someone like Jarrell. In all of the fruitiness and, and comforts that it offers, and hope that it just sort of appears. A room. And we can just like. A room that is full of things. And the room that appears in your mind is full of many things. It's full of racks for armor. In his mind, he would have different armors for different circumstances. And it would have racks of weapons for different things like that. It would have racks of appropriate clothes. It would have those. It would have chairs for not only himself, but, you know, well... You know, maybe a nice chair for uh, for Franz the Soother and a decent chair for Hans the Squire and a rickety wooden stool for Manservant. And it would have books of tactics and legal things. All these to say that it's a book full of things for a person who's full of himself. Exactly. And I want to find that room. I want I want us just to just take the body of Terrell there and just 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 sit him down somewhere, right? And we'll just close the door. And Boris can lock it. Uh, <laughs> the room you do we'll, find we'll just... is a disappointing shadow of what you had in your mind, but it has an empty rack for armor. It has a bed and it does have two decent chairs in one completely collapsed wood, wooden stool. Good enough. Uh, we're just gonna, I'm just going to stick him in. Uh, just, just just lay him in the bed. Someone, Peridel, just get him up there and uh, and then we'll just we'll just skedaddle. We'll go see what's up with Dr. Hines and we'll just say that Jarrell's taking a long rest. It'll be fine. That buys us like get eight it, hours. I can imagine just like, I mean, because like, we know Peridel is very strong, but just like this very short person like lifting Jarrell and like rolling him over onto the bed <laughs> like he's nothing like yeah and carrying one of those much larger things or a dung beetle yeah exactly around you know exactly just he doesn't fun. land in a remotely realistic sleeping position like he's like face down oh no face down ass up <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know good enough uh that's it's let's, let's let's go see what's going on all right. So the rest of you start heading on down to Dr. Hines and his office. Oh, Boris puts a lock on the door before we walk away. The Oh, the door that uh, for the room that in for the sub room inside of the uh, chamber of uh, compensation. Contrivances. Yeah, that too. The chamber of compensation. I like that, too. <laughs> I will note in my inventory, it does say I have a lock. It does not say anywhere that I have a key, but I use the lock and lock the door. Fantastic. You don't need a key like ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's why I suggested you lock it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, dude. yeah, we're going to yada yada walking down almost obscene number of hallways and you get back to the room that you originally left. The one with the raised platform and the stuff to see things. And this room is, it has been, um, to put it charitably, slightly redecorated since the last time you were there. Um, that large platform that was built out of the uh, remains of the faux chateau is, um, well, it's been almost completely torn down and reconstructed. The telescope that was looking off of the top of it is there, but it seems to be almost suspended in the air with a rope coming down to the ground for uh, 
someone to go up or down it. And you see um, Fletcher slide down the last few feet and walk over to... The best way to describe it would be... Like if someone took a catapult and smashed it to bits with a hammer and glued it back together into what they remembered might have been a trebuchet once. It is large. It is incredibly rickety. And it looks like some sort of launching mechanism. Oh, oh my gosh, good, you are just in time. I know, I know, I say time a lot. But really, like, now is, like, the time time. I don't know if you like that. And he points out the window. The three bubbles have essentially completely merged. There's a little bit of fuzz there. And it looks like a very large tower has been constructed in the middle. Reaching almost to the top of the bubbles. It is tough to tell exactly what it is, but it looks... Like a very light pink, almost. The red strands that were reaching out towards some of those other bubbles in space-time have tautened. They've tightened. And they're now pulling those other bubbles, those other realities in. Some of them are converging faster than others. Yeah, like... Oh, I see. You guys have to go now. I don't. I don't want to wait and see what happens. Like you know, eight <laughs> hours from now, that would not be good. You got everybody ready to go? Uh, Jarrell is actually taking a long rest right now. Well, um, uh, it's time to unrest him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll go rouse like, him nowish. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's time. So we. So there's definitely no way he can finish. You know. You know how upset he's gonna be if he can't finish his long rest. You know. Listen. He's not finishing his long rest one way or the other. You know, I've run an uh, opportunity to do something about it. Okay, we'll go get him. It'll be fine. Yep. Yeah, okay, just uh, we'll go get him. Uh, yeah, we will. We will do that now. And like, I, I'm just like, I'm saying this, but I'm like walking slowly to the elevator to take us back. Um, I'm just gonna. I, I, I'll go check. We we'll go check out. Like yeah, right. Like we all of us will go get Jarrell together, right? Like all of us, we'll go get him together. Like let's 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 come on, every let's all go and get Jarrell, who's very much just resting. We seem to be fuzzy on the concept of now. Okay, yeah, I, we're going. We're going now. Now. And Felix turns around and, like, you know, walks towards the elevator. <laughs> what What are the other three of you doing with uh, this? Boris has started climbing the trebuchet. There was a trebuchet, right? Bor- Boris has started climbing towards, like, the area that looks like the launch pad. Assuming that's where she's supposed okay. to end up eventually. So you are not going with Felix. Now, um... Okay, good. You're just not going to help. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Paradell, what were you up to? I'm starting to think to myself, uh, uh, this seems eerily like a, a plot where the best thing to do would just be upfront about what the fuck is going on. Uh-huh. So I'm very, I'm, I'm busy considering just telling, just blurting, just blurting out, just blurting what's yeah. happening, yeah, and and blowing up my spot like that. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I mean, that's I feel like whatever if, your character if I had, would do. If I if I had to choose between your spot being blown up and like the rest of the party, I might choose your spot. I understand. Well, do you? I'm considering. Well, while that consideration <laughs> goes on, uh, Quinn, how about you? Are you going to be helping to uh, retrieve uh, the uh, former uh, Lord the Light? Well, the current Lord of the Light without the spark of life. Um, I think Quinn has been enjoying his portrayal of Jarrell, so I think he's going to continue to go along with with Felix. My guy. Un- until Paradel blows up his spot, and then I'm on Paradel's side. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know this, but I would expect it. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so we have uh, Felix and Quinn heading back to the elevator. Um, Boris, you are climbing the trebuchet. Um, how about your crab? What is our carcinated friend doing? I I send Hector, assuming that we can communicate that well at this point, uh, to to assist with the Jurel pickup situation. Fantastic. All right, so um, Paradell, in your consideration of spot blowing, will you be uh, staying here to potentially <laughs> blow said spot, or are you going to be walking with them to blow it uh, in a more mobile fashion? I'm going to be walking with them. Okay, so I feel like if if spot if spot needs to be blown, then it's best to blow and go. <laughs> why did you have to say it like that? <laughs> like, why did you have to say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like the best way to put those words in order in a sentence. <laughs> Nothing awkward or weird about that. No. Yeah, good. Cool. No, just a, just just it's just a quick <laughs> blowing. There's nothing awkward about it. Yeah. Yeah. If a, if spot needs to be blown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering who is You know spot. the rest. <laughs> you spot. <laughs> spot. Uh, Felix right. is spot. Who's, he who's who shall spot? be blown? W H O S E. He who shall be blown. Whose spot? Felix's spot. Okay. So um, I have these. I, these are the chuckle fucks that have come with me to help yeah. you with this. <laughs> As opposed to the one who's just climbing the architecture. At least that's <laughs> something. That's that's something that's not disrupting anything I'm currently doing. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get our seatbelts on early. Um, I just feel like if we could want to yada yada us going to the room where Jarrell is. I I figure you um, guys are gonna cut out. You will eventually go retrieve Jarrell and bring him back. I just want to. I just want to have the one one liner there is that as we approach the dead body of Jarrell again, which we can't unlock the fucking door because Boris has, you know, Boris locked it. Uh, I'm going to Eldritch Blast the lock, and hopefully it just breaks and falls off. Um, yeah, sure it does. All right, cool. Uh, and then I'm going to look at Jarrell as we, like, open the door again. I'm gonna be like, okay, buddy, look alive. All right, we're going to, uh, from there, we're going to cut... We're going to cut to Boris. Boris, you are climbing the trebuchet, and I would like you just to make a quick perception check. 29. 29. There's a sub-assembly near the launcher that has not been uh, put together all the way. It looks like there's a few bolts still left on the ground. I slow... Boris slows her climb and starts reversing back down as she realizes that that's probably important and doesn't necessarily want to be launched at Vecna without the rest of the party. <laughs> we cut back to Jarrell. Jarrell. You hear something of a rumbling from the outside. And the whole building shakes. Valen looks a little worried. That's not good. Looks like a cloud kind of briefly breaks the uh, the stream of uninterrupted light coming in through the stained glass. Oh. Oh, it's... It's that time, isn't it? Well. Norella, it is vitally important. Can you remember exactly what that... I shudder to say this. Grail-shaped grail said... Um, yes, um, let me think, um, I, I drink from me, uh, to become more, more than, uh, what you are. Maybe that was it. More than you are. Oh. And she looks at the others. Oh. Well, 
I'm sorry, gentlemen, it doesn't sound like any of us get to stick around here. And she turns to you, Jarrell. For better or worse, we go with you. And she comes in and gives you a hug. That's all you've uh, ever wanted. And her form <laughs> dissolves into you, Jarrell. Oh, cool. Likewise, the god of the elves, Coralon, comes up to you. He extends his hand for a handshake. I hug him. All right. <laughs> he dissolves into you. I love that. Hug it's, everybody. It's, Jarrell's just excited because he gets one hug at a time instead of one big group hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just picture this like procession of hugs. <laughs> Next up would be St. Cuthbert, looking as sexy Squidward as he always does. So. Yep, bro grabs. Before uh, before he gets to that, gives you the once over, down up again. I know that um, you've uh, selected a more chaste life than some might uh, approve of, but... Uh, Listen, when you get out back back out there, continue my legacy for you, for me, will you? And then bro hugs in. <laughs> All the way hugs. in, and he now dissolves into you. Joseph the Just is the next one. His face so much more youthful than the last time you saw him. So much more alive, even despite where he is now. Wasn't he a dog the last time I saw him? Joseph the Just? I think he was one of the dog things. Or, or he could have been one of the floating orbs. I can't remember. The spirit guardian? Oh, the float. Yeah, yeah Maybe. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, all of that place is gone now, too. But, uh, tell me, Jarrell, you taking care of that old sword of mine? That sword has done wondrous things and hopefully will kill Vecta. <laughs> I guess I can aspire for no more. It's good to see what you've become. And he leans in, he gives you a hug. And now Joseph the Just has also become part of you. Next up, Lord Passer. Your father. Father. Daddy. Wow. <laughs> He hears <laughs> well in the corner of his eyes. He has no words. Inside. I'm so proud of you. And he gives you a hug. Yeah, I feel like we're never good at that spoken part yeah. of it. <laughs> and then Moradin walks up. Hi, Eddie. Puts his arm around. Uh, well, it would be your shoulders, but it's more your waist and walks you more towards the door and opens it and shows the roiling destruction of creation outside. This is what you're up against, laddie. You ready? With all of you, I'm more ready than ever. Well, not all of us. I was never really a hugger. He boots you in the ass. <laughs> right out the door. And you're floating through nothingness and that's where we're going to end this episode of the hapless heroes if you like us we can be found on the internet we're in such places as twitter and instagram at hapless heroes we're on facebook search for hapless heroes podcast each one of those will take you however to the crown jewel of our internet presence our discord server and that's really the place you want to go if you want to interact with us i mean our twitter i don't know if you've seen our twitter it's lit ever since we handed the reins off to Zach. Is it? I feel like I, I've fallen off a bit. Maybe, but it's still way more lit than it was before. There are always new heights it can be taken to, but uh, our Twitter, pretty wild. Our Facebook, now that's fallen off a little bit because, you know, not really Facebook's for folks. We're away from that, yeah. I think Facebook's dying. If it's there, might yeah. be some point during season two where we stop mentioning it at all, but that day is not today. 
but of the Zuck's other cursed creations, the Gram, it continues on. Each and every one of those, though, they will take you to our Discord server. That's the place you do want to uh, talk to us, meet, greet, chat, become part of our burgeoning community. Now, if you really like us, though, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. We're going to assume that if you have gotten this deep into this podcast, because the odds of you landing on this specific episode of your first one are probably slightly low, you probably kicked in a little earlier. You probably have a podcast service, and if it allows you to leave a review, please, by all means, leave us an honest review. We would be very so grateful if it was five stars, but it's only if you consider us to be a five-star podcast. But whatever review you leave, we will read it and recognize you as the five-star human that you are. Now, if you really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash haplessheroes. Uh, we have a couple of reward tiers. Mostly, you know, it's just a way to show a little bit of support for our podcast. But if you show us your support, we'll show you ours in the form of access to the uh, patron lounge channel of our Discord. And in that, but also on our Patreon, you get our outtakes, our bloopers, all of our side content, our episode zero, all that sort of stuff. All that extra little stuff that makes you feel maybe just a little bit closer to, uh, you know, kind of what we're doing. A little further inside the inside jokes, as it were. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field and the whole deal. Uh, fashion a shoehorn into a real horn. Just like melt a couple of uh, shoehorns down and uh, make, pour them into a, a, bu- a plastic bugle mold and uh, go wake up an encampment of soldiers with the hapless heroes version of taps and uh, when they get up and ask what's going on you just, you just tell them Listen to Hapless Heroes Podcast. There it is, folks. One more week closer to the end of this adventure. Thank you so much for joining us. And the only thing I can do is outro my cast kind of the way we came back in. So to my left, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. I still love that I put that feather in his hat. To his left, we have Boris the Butcher, played by Nicole. You could just put Hector in the armor. To her left, we have Harold Lincolnwoods, played by Zach. Oh man, we're going. Now I've just got to decide, should I be blowing? To his left, as the indeterminate form of Lord Jarrell the Light, we have John. Until next time. And to his left, we have the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. I'm the only one that makes plans ever. And my name is uh, Dave pumpkins and i've been your host and dungeon master for this evening we'll see you next week thank you bye-bye now bye-bye adios bye bye happy halloween little fucking freaks yeah